Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Her Talks Radio. This is Living Well, and I am your host, Tanisha Burrell. So excited to be jumping back in after some much-needed time to just regroup. And on today's podcast, I will be talking about how the last three months has given me so much growth as God has been revealing and healing. Stay tuned. Well, hello, friends. Thanks so much for joining today. I am so grateful to be back on this platform just to kind of share some of the things that I've experienced over the last few months that I feel like have really shaped me and helped me to become more aware of things in my life that I thought were healed, um, that God has shown me still needed that tender touch, that loving touch from his hands in order for me to find peace on the other side. So I'm trying to figure out how to start by sharing that it's been difficult. Um, And I think that oftentimes when you're an optimistic person or you're a happy-go-lucky person or a person of faith, and I am all of the above, (laughs) people on the outside looking in might think that you are immune to things like depression and anxiety, worry, fear, doubt, disbelief, unbelief, hopelessness. And let me just tell you that I am not immune to any of it. And no one is, right? But I say that because I have a family member who I sat down with and was just having a heart-to-heart about how I've been struggling so much with my depression and anxiety for the last few months and she was so surprised to hear that because she believes that I am a person who kind of has it figured out and you know has all these friendships and relationships and things in my life that you know bring me joy and that I'm just a happy person and even though I am those things those things are just as much a part of me as the depression and anxiety that I've experienced over the last few months and I would say that the depression has uh, taken more hold on my life than I realized until after I got better. So I guess I just want to share on this podcast how God has revealed things in my life to help me see more clearly areas of my life that I needed to still gain healing from and in that come out of depression and anxiety and be able to move through it in order to get back to that place of love and light that you know I would just want to exist in more on a regular basis instead of it you know being a small portion of my life so i guess i'll kind of go back to when i believe my depression really hit i would say that um you know some of you may have heard previous podcasts of when i was competing in bikini bodybuilding And I think that the focus that is required for that, it not only takes up a lot of time and effort and discipline, it is a great distraction from just life in general when you are on a routine of any kind. But with bikini bodybuilding, it is a very strict regimen as far as my eating habits and uh, my workout routine and everything is like 
important when it comes to timeliness and like when I need to be eating, how I need to be working out, when I need to be working out. So just the rigidity of that, I think, helped me to just stay distracted from like the monotony of the day to day because I had a routine that was very different than my normal routine. And I was so focused on it because I really was aspiring to attain a goal. And my goal was to get in stellar shape and be able to present myself on a stage in front of others where I felt really strong and powerful and empowered. And I believe that I succeeded at that and I did really well. But I don't believe that I prepared myself mentally for the after effects of what my life would look like once competition was over. And even though some people make it a lifestyle or a career and they jump right into the next competition, that wasn't necessarily my goal. I just wanted to compete in order to get in really good shape and then hopefully maintain some of those results. Um, But once the competition was over, it was hard to maintain those results because I had no end goal in sight. I'm a very goal-oriented person, so without a goal in sight, I kind of lose some of that determination. So point is, I think that's when the depression started because I just felt kind of like, okay, what's next? And then I had a family member who um, I have really wanted to have a healthy relationship with for many, many years uh, come and stay with me around the same time that I was, you know, coming off of competition and whatnot. And so I was adjusting to having this person in my space. And I think that's what triggered me uh, ultimately to have some traumas come up. And that is where God started revealing things in my life that I thought I was over, that I wasn't. Um, And then I had an injury, a physical injury, and I believe it's just from probably the stress of working out the way that I was and the short amount of time that I had to train for the competition. And so I had a hernia and I had to get surgery for that. And so that put me out of exercising for about a little over a month and I wasn't anticipating that. So I share all of those things to kind of give a background of like when the storm began. Number one was I had just finished competing Number two, I had a family member come into my space. And then number three was I had a physical injury and had to recover from that and take time off from exercising. So that cultivated a storm that I can now see in retrospect. That's how it all started. And I just began to kind of spiral down into this sense of darkness and hopelessness from those things happening. Number one, I think with competition, I was investing too much of my self-worth in, okay, if I attain this, then, you know, I'm going to feel like I've succeeded in some way. When the reality is I had already succeeded just by doing the work. And I think a lot of people probably experience that when they compete is like they tie it into their self-worth. And that is a big, big red flag when it comes to striving to you know, compete for anything in life, whether it's competing for a job, competing for friendship, competing for money, you know, if you're tying your value into those things, you're going to be let down. Number two, I realized when you have expectations for people, 
and then they don't do what you want them to or they don't behave in a way that you feel is right or good, then again, you get let down. And it is that letdown that I believe is very much tied to depression. And then thirdly, for me, getting injured and then having to take time out from doing what I love, which is, you know, rowing and exercising and being a fitness coach, I, again, tied, you know, my self-worth and a piece of who I am into that. So when I wasn't able to do that, I felt hopeless. I felt like this lost sense of purpose. And so... I just think it's really important to be conscious of that connection when it comes to trying to understand the source of one's own depression. And for me, I, I do believe that was a source for me. And until I pinpointed what those things were, I couldn't necessarily have come out of it the same. So once I spiraled kind of out of control as far as just this feeling of hopelessness and feeling lost, it was followed by this feeling just being stuck, kind of trapped in that lull, if you will. And the way that I describe it, here's a good analogy. Imagine that you are swimming out to sea and you start to get fatigued. And so slowly but surely, that fatigue sets in and you find that you cannot stay above water anymore because the challenges that you're facing are starting to wear you down. And so you slowly start to sink beneath the water. And in that process of sinking, you feel like you are slipping away. You're slipping away from who you know yourself to be. You're slipping away from consciousness. You're slipping away from the things that are important to you. And most importantly, you begin to slip away from the light. And for me, the light is God. That is a force in my life that I believe as long as I'm connected to and stay focused on, I will be okay. But the depression started to get so bad that I started pulling myself away from God because, again, that darkness just started to subdue my brain and subdue my thought processes. And so I slowly started to sink to, that, to the darkness of the sea, if you will. And I didn't realize how bad it was until I just felt tired all the time. I was just so exhausted. I, that fatigue is what I'm talking about. Like I didn't want to do anything. Um, I felt like if I had to do something, I had to put a mask on and kind of put on this face of like, here's the Tanisha that everybody expects me to be. And so here I am pretending like all is well when really on the inside I'm drowning. I'm absolutely drowning. So other signs that I was going through a a depression is uh, I was overeating and I was eating all the wrong things, which everybody has times in their life where, you know, they enjoy junk food or maybe, you know, people have certain food addictions and things like that. But 
for me, I strive to be a healthy eater and a conscious eater. And even though I indulge on junk food from time to time, I try to keep those things in balance. And so I knew that, you know, part of the depression for me was just eating, eating food that just was not good for me. And then I just felt sick on the inside because I'm not eating healthy. So that started to weigh me down. And that actually has very adverse effect for your brain and mental health and, you know, all the processes that your body has to go through in order to live and be healthy, you know, bad food equals you feel bad. And so for me, that contributed. And then I noticed that I was just completely unmotivated. I didn't want to do the things that typically brought me joy. And I think the biggest red flag that I realize now in retrospect, once again, is I just truly felt like I had lost myself. Like, who is this person that doesn't want to do anything, that's eating horribly, is unmotivated, doesn't, you know, enjoy, you know, certain things that I used to enjoy. I just started losing pieces of myself. So that was a big wake-up call. And so I knew I needed to do something about it. I just had to process, like, what to do. So number one, I began to pray about it. And that for me is something that's easy to forget because oftentimes we feel like, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, sometimes it's like, does prayer really work? We start to question that, you know? And it's not until you start to pray and then you see God moving and directing and healing that you realize like prayer works. So imagine you have a sickness inside of your body and you bring it to God and then all of a sudden that sickness dissipates. Well, (laughs) that'll help your belief in prayer, right? Um, But I think it's one of those things that even as a Christian is easy to forget, especially when you're in that darkness and that lull. So I just asked God to kind of give me guidance on what to do. Uh, But I also realized that... um, You know, I, for the first time in my life, had started medication for depression earlier this year, and it was the first time I had become open to the idea of medication, but after a while, I was like, you know, I am starting to feel better. Let me see if I can wean off of this medication and hopefully, you know, still be able to maintain this lift that I feel, this overall consistency in my mood without the medication knowing that I'm doing, you know, some other things to kind of help me with my depression. And I'll share some of those things in a little bit. And so I weaned off the medicine and I felt like I was doing pretty good for a while. But then once I started to spiral into the depths of darkness, I realized that I needed to get back on my medication. And so that's exactly what I did. I called my doctor. I kind of talked to her about things that I was experiencing and she was very concerned and suggested that I try a new medication, not only to get back on medication, but to try a new medication. And let me just tell you, after a couple weeks of being on this medication, it's almost like a switch went off in my brain. It was like I felt clear in my thought processes again. I felt like 
motivated and energized and this zeal for life that had dissipated into the depths of the sea and I was coming up for air and finding the light once again. Finding the strength to pull myself up so that I can move forward and figure out how to heal from this depression that I had been experiencing for a few months. So here's where God came in. (laughs) And it's so amazing to think about because I'm just so grateful that he intervenes in my life when I need it the most. You remember I had mentioned that there was a family member that came into my space and I won't really talk about who that family member is because I respect this person and I love this person and my goal is not to you know, um, put anything negative out there about this person. I really just want to talk about the impact that they've had on this process. And so, um, again, after they came into my space, uh, there were some things that came up for me that were very difficult to process. And that was that this person was never going to be the person that I wanted them to be. And the relationship that I thought I would have with this person after I let my guard down and started to trust them again and they broke my trust, that really made me realize that I needed to let this person go. And that was one of the hardest things I've ever done because... I love them dearly. It is a family member of mine and it's somebody that I've wanted to have a relationship with since I was a small child. But through the years, the way that they live their life, it's been difficult because their decisions have had a negative effect on me. And so when they came to stay with me, there was some drama that transpired that I just didn't see coming. I was completely blindsided and it left me in so much pain that I realized me loving this person should not hurt me. And that is where the reveal came in from God. The reveal also came when I realized that my expectations for this person to be someone that I don't know they'll ever be, I needed to let go of. And so in the process of letting go of expectations, I had to take some time to pause on that relationship so that I could focus on my mental health because the way that they live has impacted my mental health in a way that I didn't even realize in adulthood was still a part of my life. I thought I'd just grown past it, that I was fine and that, you know, they couldn't hurt me anymore. Well, they did. And so for that reason, I had to just grieve the relationship that I thought I would have with this person and move on. And there has been so much healing in that because the first time that I've ever done it. It's the first time that I said, you know what? I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. I don't have to have this person in my life anymore. I can still love them from a distance, but I have other relationships in my life that are fulfilling to me that I feel safe in, people that I trust, people that care for me, that reciprocate the same, you know, kind of love that I give. 
And it's important for me to, you know, really try to be present in those relationships instead of trying to, you know, dig a hole with somebody who, (laughs) you know, is digging a hole themselves and I'm here digging right along with them because I love them. That's not fair to me because I've been in that hole for way too long with this person and I don't want to be in that hole anymore. So, you know, I'm not saying that I won't have this person in my life ever again, but right now what I'm doing is focusing on me and my mental health and taking some time away and that has been the best thing for me. The hardest thing to do, but the best thing for me. So I share that because I know that I'm not alone in that. We all have relationships with people that we want to be a certain way. And it's that acceptance piece of knowing like, okay, this person is is probably never going to be the way that I want them to be. That allows you to kind of grow forward. Now, whether you decide to like completely, you know, stop contact with that person, that is such a deep and personal decision. But sometimes it requires some space from somebody in order to really see the impact because now that I've had space I feel better on top of all the other things that I'm doing to try and you know get my mental health back on track but there were necessary things I needed to do in order to move forward and that was one of them and I didn't realize it until I did it so you know I just share that to hopefully be of an encouragement to someone who has a toxic relationship with someone or people in general um, that they need to let go of because it's in that letting go that there's healing on the other side and I'm super duper grateful that God revealed that to me and that I leaned into that. I also want to take some time to share other things that I did once my brain kind of was awakened and could get back on track I immediately plugged back into church, which was something that I had kind of like stepped away from. Like I said, I had like drawn away from God when really I should have just been leaning into God. And, you know, I took a step forward in leaning back into God with prayer. So, you know, if you ever feel like that disconnect from the source, prayer is, you know, a great way to get back in touch because God answers prayers and he hears our voices and he knows our hearts. So it was almost like picking up the phone to call that person who you know can help you (laughs) that you haven't talked to in a long time because you're so distracted and, you know, just going through the motions or going through that depression or whatever. But picking up the phone and calling that person and be like, hey, I've missed you and I need your help. So that was step one. And then, you know, getting back in church was like so important because For me personally, hearing the word is so encouraging to me because it reminds me of who God is and why his word is so important. The Bible is considered the living word. It's it applies to life now. I know it was written a long time ago, but it's God's word through his people. And so, you know, I again like to specify you don't necessarily have to be you know, a Christian or a believer in Christ. I personally believe in Christ. And so that's why I speak from, you know, that um, space. But, you know, whatever it is that you believe, believe in something, you know, believe in something higher than yourself so that you can connect to something higher than yourself. Because in that, there's so much perspective and strength 
that's what I've gained from that. So got back into church and um, started a new routine with working out because I feel like I was getting stagnant there, especially with like my eating habits being really bad. Started drinking more water, started stretching in the morning. I literally started my day with stretching every single day for the last six weeks straight. And that has been a game changer, not only because it's good for my body, but it has been so good for my mind to just take that time upon rising to do some deep breathing, stretch. I've even put my, you know, my headphones in and turned on like some worship music or maybe a podcast that's inspiring to me. I'll even go on YouTube and look for, you know, different messages that might be of inspiration. Just plug in and take that time for self-care to start the day because then you're really setting intentions of how you want to be for the rest of the day. And if you're starting your day with God and you're starting your day with self-care, it's going to set you up for way more success as you move about the day. So that has been really important. I've also taken some space to be more present with my husband and my son and my family and my friends. So when I am with people that I love, first of all, I try to get off of my phone. I am very conscious about that now. Like when I'm with people, I really try not to be on my phone unless I absolutely have to respond to something or, you know, I just need to check it real quick. And then I kind of put it to the side and then fully, uh, you know, be present in the space with whomever I'm with. And I will also say, you know, as a, as a mom, as a stay-at-home mom, it's easy to just like be on my phone. But I realized how much that was taking away from the time that I spent with my son. And so just unplugging was really important for my mental health as well as well as not getting on Instagram. I will say like, I love Instagram. I'm definitely one of those people that likes to share um, happy moments, inspiring things, uh, take a look at other people's posts on occasion. I'm mostly like on there to share positivity. positivity. If you follow my Instagram, which is at Borelli T, B-U-R-R-E-L-L-Y-T. If you follow me, you'll see that like most of the things that I share about like the highlights, right? <laughs> Maybe that's why people think like, oh, you're so happy-go-lucky. You've got it all figured out. You know, you have this great life. Like, yes, all of those things are true, but nobody would ever think that I was in the pits of the sea, you know, trying to dig my way out of darkness and drowning, like how I've described it. I don't think people would really realize that's something that I was going through um, just based on seeing my posts. But again, I think Instagram has its place, social media in general has its place, but it just shouldn't hold too much space in our lives. <laughs> Let's repeat that. It has its place, but it should not hold space in our lives. It just shouldn't. It can be something that you tune into on occasion, but I think it's important to just disconnect and be present with the people that you love. I also realized that so many of my relationships have changed through the pandemic and just people growing apart, people coming in and out of my life. And I think that triggered some abandonment issues in me. And so I realized like God was healing me and helping me to understand that some relationships are meant for a purpose to teach us something. And sometimes they're meant 
you know, to be there forever. And sometimes they're not. And so I had to get to another place of acceptance about relationships that I thought I would have with certain people forever, certain friendships that I thought would last that have dissipated. And that that was hurtful for me. That definitely contributed to, you know, those depressing feelings. Like, you know, I started to think, well, nobody really cares about me and nobody loves me. Nobody really wants to be my friend. Like I have, you know, a couple people that I talk to, but I don't have the friends that I used to have. So that must mean I've done something wrong. That must mean that I'm not worth it. You know, it's so easy to start to, again, place yourself worth based on what other people think and feel about you. And that is not something you should ever do to yourself. And the reality is the only opinion that actually matters when it comes to who we are is God. And his is the only one that I realize I need to be striving for his approval, not other people's. I need to be living for him, not other people. So once I started realizing that and leaning into that, again, healing came from that. And just letting go. If, you know, those friendship have, friendships have changed, if we've grown apart, like it is what it is. I'm pretty good at making friends because I love people. So... If people walk out of my life, I know that there will be new people that God brings into my life for me to have for a season or forever. I don't know. But what I do know is that I'll always have people around me because I'm a people person. I love people. (laughs) I just do. Like some people are like, oh, I hate people. I love dogs. I love cats or whatever. (laughs) Like that's fine. I love animals too. But first and foremost, I love people. Why? Because that's what God would call us to do, to love each other. And so the more I love people, the more that I understand who God is. So it's good for me, but that doesn't mean that I should tie my self-worth into people, right? So there's a piece about letting go that is so healing. And again, God revealing and healing, and it has been amazing. So I hope that this message finds you reminded of how loved you are. I hope that if you are feeling any feelings of despair, hopelessness, darkness, sadness, you are not alone. I just encourage you to take a step out of that, come up for air, and reach for the light. That light for me is Jesus Christ, and for you it could be something else. But I encourage you to take a step towards getting well and making your mental health important, whether that means letting go of people, letting go of expectations, letting go of things, whatever that looks like, letting go is a huge part of it. I'm going to close with a little bit of a meditation or breathing exercise, if you will, because that is something that has helped me tremendously with my anxiety especially because with anxiety, it's a physiological response to stress. And one of the key ways to respond to that is deep breathing. And for me, when I am doing deep breathing, I am striving to connect to God. And it's important to try and connect to your breath and the life that is within you and connect to the source. So I hope you'll enjoy this meditation. Just take a moment to get into a quiet space if you can, 
And once you do that, close your eyes. Sit tall and comfortable, however you need to get comfortable. Just take a moment. Now, let's take a deep breath in together. Let that air move through your lungs, all the way to your belly, expanding your belly as you breathe in deep. Now, audible exhale. Again, deep hell in, deep inhale. Exhale. Continue that cycle. And as you focus on your breath, let go. Let go of pain. Let go of hurt. Let go of expectations. Let go of people. Let go of things. Let go of anything that is not serving you. Lean into the source. It is there to give you strength. It is there to give you peace. It is there to give you joy. As you continue to breathe, think of something that brings you joy. What is that spark in your life that makes you happy? Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's nature. Maybe it's driving fast in your car. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's spending time with family. Maybe it's spending time with God. Whatever it is, take a moment just to visualize yourself doing it. Think about how warm you feel. Think about that spark of joy and hold on to it. Let's take a few more breaths here. And as we exhale, once again, let's exhale with the intention of letting go. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. I'm so grateful that you are here to share this space of transparency with me. Again, just know you're not alone. God is with you. God loves you. I love you. I'm here. And if you need to connect with me, again, find me on Instagram at Borelli T. Thanks for joining and have a blessed day.